Okay, hey, welcome guys. Thanks for joining us. If this is your first time, um, Christian students on campus, we welcome you. Um, thanks for joining us here at our ministry series. Um, we're always going to feed you physically, but we want to feed you spiritually too. Do this for me. If you're down here on the first floor, go ahead and turn your chairs facing this way. That's going to help me preach a lot faster. If you're turned this way and I can make eye contact with you, that'll be better. And also, just, uh, just a word for all of, our, um, all of our special attendees up here in the luxury box on the third floor, up here in the luxury suites. Um, I know it seems so far away and like, you know, really special place, but if you're having a convo during the meeting, we all can hear it, okay? It sounds like this. That's what it sounds like. So we, we can hear you. Um, let's just have one conversation for about the next 30 minutes, and then we'll have all kind of great fellowship later. Okay. So we're continuing in the book of Exodus like we have been. We were in it all last semester. We're continuing in it. Last time we were here, we had some awesome fellowship on the internship. Before that... We talked about the law of God being a marital covenant, it being an engagement covenant with God. You remember that? Yes. You do remember that? Yes. There's about 10 people that remember that. Good. <laughs> okay, secondly, we also talked about before that, let's see if you remember this terminology here, we talked about being a loving seeker versus a letter keeper. You remember that? Yes. Let's all say loving seeker. Letter keeper. Which one do you want to be? Okay, good. See, you remember that much. Okay, see, you got the point. Okay, we want to be loving seekers. When we come to the Word of God, we want to be those who are lovingly seeking God Himself. And if we are that kind of person, when we come to the Word of God, you gon' get blessed. Say blessed. Everybody who wants to be blessed, raise your hand. Okay, a few of us do. Good. If you come to the Word of God as a loving seeker, there are blessings therein that you will unlock and enjoy and will raise your Christian experience to the roof. You want that? Okay, yeah, we want that. It is possible, it is possible to be a great Bible reader and not know the blessings therein of the Word of God. It's possible. It's possible, get this, it's possible to memorize the entire Old Testament and not enjoy the blessings of the Word of God. Say, <gasps> it's true. Believe it. Believe it. You know, um, in regards to this point, exactly, the Lord, He spoke to the Pharisees who probably had the first five books of the Bible memorized. Names, genealogies, dates, and all. They probably had their whole first five books memorized. They tried to conform their whole life to keeping the law. Jesus says, you search the Scriptures because you think in them you have life. Yet, you're not willing to come to me. And it is these that testify concerning me. It is possible to be a great Bible reader and completely miss the author. 
We want to be a loving seeker as we come to the Word of God and unlock and enjoy all the blessings within the Word of God. Amen? Amen. Okay, the more you say amen, the faster I speak, I'm telling you. Just kidding. Okay, little story here, little story here. At the end of my freshman year, I, I, I came to the University of Texas as an unbeliever. <gasps> I know that blows you away. I know that blows you away. But people, people, people who grow up in the South aren't automatically Christians. I know that's just like mind-blowing. Yeah, you can grow up in Texas and not be a Christian. Wow, it does happen. I came here to the University of Texas without saving faith in Jesus Christ. And you know what? I got saved. Say amen. amen. And you know what? I had an awesome freshman year. I want to summarize my freshman year to you. I can do it in about three phrases. Number one, Christian friends. That was great. Number two, good, clean fun. That was nice to have. I hadn't had that in a while. Good, clean fun. Number three, going to church. <laughs> that was my freshman year. That was my freshman year. I, I kind of ran into a problem, though. I felt like I hit a little ceiling, like I hit a ceiling in my Christian experience. I found myself at church on Sunday, and uh, man, we were, man, the praise, it was awesome. Worship was hitting, preaching was fiery. But I had a little problem because I realized there were some sins and some problems and some stuff I had done and just felt like my whole, felt like my spirit was clogged. It was like, mm. like I can't enjoy the Lord. And I had this thought, oh no, this is my one shot to enjoy God the whole week. And I'm missing it. That is a ceiling. The fact that I had that thought, this is my one shot to enjoy God for the next seven days. Ah, oh, and I missed it. That's a ceiling. What helped me break through that ceiling in my Christian experience was two things. That summer after my freshman year, I made the decision, you know what? I am going to try my best to have a morning time with Jesus every day this summer. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take that Bible that my parents gave to me back when I was in like junior high or something. I'm going to get the dust off that thing. I'm going to open that thing up and read it. I'm going to try to read that thing every morning. Radical and mind-blowing, I know. But I'm going to tell you what, that was a big help, brothers and sisters. I decided to get that thing on the shelf, get it off the shelf, and, and try to have time with Jesus. Say, wow. wow. <laughs> okay, second thing I did, me and my older brother, he was home for the summer too. We set a particular time to go out and preach the gospel to people every week. And we did it every week. Now that's not rocket science, is it? I'm going to try to have a time with Jesus, and I'm going to actually read the Bible. I'm going to try to talk with people about Jesus. But I want to tell you what, that took my Christian experience and blew the roof off of it. It blew the roof off of it. I never had the thought again, man, 
Ah, just have to wait till next week, I guess. Just have another seven days in the world, you know. I, I mean, I, you know, I never had that thought again. I never had that thought again. Because you know what? By reading the Word of God and speaking the Word of God, God became my enjoyment every day. Okay. Let's all read the title together. Ready? Go. Okay, let's try it again. Ready? Go. Okay, now we got five blessings here, and that's usually way more points than I can handle, okay? I'm a pretty simple guy. Usually I got like one or two or maybe three. So you need to pray for me because we got five points to get through here. God's got a lot of blessings available to us in the Word of God. It's amazing. We got to open that thing and come as a loving seeker. You're going to be wowed by what God has in store for us here. Okay, let's read blessing number one. Ready, go. Blessing number one, light becoming life. Let's all read Psalm 119, 105. Ready, go. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Okay, I got a question for you. How do you know how to live your life? Like, how do you, how do you know to go about living life? Like what, what guiding principles are you living by? How, how do you know? Probably, uh, I mean, probably we get a lot from, you know, culture, um, what country we grow up in, what city we grow up in, what family we grow up in, family values, ethics. I got a question for you. What if, what if that's wrong? What if, what if what you know from your culture, your family values, your, what, what if that's wrong? Thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. You know, if we don't have light from God's word, you know how God would characterize our walk and our life? Hashtag darkness. <laughs> darkness. You, you think about, I want you to think about somebody in your class or that you know who doesn't know Jesus. They don't know, they don't read the Word of God. They have no thought in that direction, but they've got it all together. They got, I mean, the looks, the clothes, the boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever, the class, the status. They're leading whatever group. They got this awesome internship and they've already got a job offer for whatever. They've got it all together. Perfect package. God would say, absolutely blind. Absolutely blind. Not only are they blind, but they're leading other blind people to fall into a pit. It's the blind leading the blind. It's actually the words out of Jesus' mouth when he's describing the Pharisees. The blind leading the blind. We see one thing, but from God's view, they live, they characterize their whole life and walk in utter darkness. Have no clue what they're doing or where they're going. 
absolutely no clue. He who sits in the heavens laughs. Thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. If we have light from God's word, we got a clue about what to do with our life. We got a clue about how to live our life. Do you want a clue? Okay, at least one of us does. Okay? And when light from God's Word, when it comes to us, what it does is it exposes and it shines in different areas of our life. Sometimes it shines on something and it says, whoa, you know, I had one thought about what I was saying here or about what I was watching here, about what I was planning to do with my life or about what I was planning to do with that person. And then light came in and I realized, whoa, man, I was completely and utterly wrong. That, that ain't right. That ain't right. I used to love that. But then God's word shines some light on that. And actually, that wasn't right. That ain't, that ain't right. When that happens, when light from God's word comes, what happens after that is that light becomes life to you. I got, a, I got a quote for you. God's way of transforming us is through enlightening. Wherever the light shines, life is supplied to that place for our transformation. Maybe too long a tweet, I don't know. God's way of transforming us is through enlightening. Wherever the light shines, life is supplied to that place for our transformation. Let's read Psalm 119.25. Ready, go. If you've been a Christian very long and you've had light from God's Word, you'll have this experience. I realize that what my soul clings to is dust. It's dust. It's earthy. Maybe worldly. What my soul clings to, what I love, what I cherish, what I want, what I desire. Light from God's word comes and it's, oh, my soul clings to dust. What's the next phrase? Lord, enliven me according to your word. What God does is the light of God comes from his word. And then that enlightening word becomes God's enlivening word. He shines on some area of your life and then immediately that light becomes life. And you know what? You turn around and six months later that area of your life is completely different. What happened? Light came. And that light became life. Amen? Isn't it good to have God's Word? Light becomes life. I want to tell you what. I had this experience this week. I had, I had this experience. I was... Um, into something, I was doing it, loved it, and then light came. And uh, I realized, ooh, man, I, mm, I needed to drop that thing. I need to drop it. There was a word about, um, it was in our Bible reading, it was about not stumbling others. And I thought, ooh, I, I got to get rid of that. If you stumble one of these, it's better to have a millstone wrung around your neck and thrown into the deep ocean. It's like, oof. I, I, yeah, mm-mm. 
I better repent. The application here, light comes, and then we repent. Say repent. And that light becomes life, and it changes us. Okay, blessing number two. Let's read it together. Ready, go. Let's try it again. Okay, let's read Psalm 1, 2 through 3. Ready, go. Okay, everybody say delight. delight. How would you like your Bible reading to be characterized as delight? Doesn't that sound good? Yeah. Like when you think of, oh, Bible reading time, you think delight. Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? Rather, his delight is in the law of Jehovah. And in his law, he meditates by day and night. Say day and night. Day and night. Say morning and evening. Aha, morning and evening. A couple specifics here. Morning and evening. And he will be like a tree transplanted beside streams of waters, which yields its fruit in its season, whose foliage does not wither, and everything he does prospers. Okay, the picture here is that if this is us, we're like a tree that's continually watered, that bears a whole bunch of fruit. And to summarize all that, basically, he prospers like crazy. Who here would like the rest of their life to be defined as prospering? Yeah. Me too. I have two hands. Okay? I want the rest of my life to be defined as prospering. Now, this isn't prospering in the sense of the American dream. It doesn't mean I'm going to have a bigger house than all the other Americans, although there's nothing wrong with having a great house. What that means is you're going to get a whole lot of blessing, this kind of blessing. You're going to get a whole lot of God. You want to know what a prospering man looks like? It looks like Paul the Apostle, who had every single thing taken away from him. Yet he can say, I am satisfied. I've found the secret. I've been rich and I've been poor. And you know what? About the same for me, because I have Jesus Christ. I'm satisfied. Doesn't that sound good? The secret to our being continually watered and enjoying this blessing from God is in Colossians 2.7. Let's read it. Say rooted. Okay, when you think about your time, your free time, your time with the Lord, would you characterize it as, boy, I am rooted in Jesus Christ. Think about your free time. How would you define it? Character? Boy, I am rooted. If you looked at how I spent my free time, it, I'm rooted. I'm rooted in the Lord. To be continually watered, be absorbing God. You know what we have to have? We have to have our roots sunk into Jesus Christ. We have to have so many hidden times with Him. Hidden times, meaning... Like right now, right now is not hidden. Right now is obvious. Hidden times, time alone with the Lord in His Word. And in those hidden times, your roots sink 
down. And you know what happens? Is through that time you absorb. You absorb God. And you're continually watered. There is a cost. That cost is time. Time. It takes time. It takes time to be rooted in Jesus Christ. But you know what? If we take the time, we'll be watered and we'll absorb God. Here's the application. It takes time, so I'm going to tell you a time. Morning and evening. Morning and evening. Set it aside. Whatever it takes. If it's five minutes, if it's 15 minutes, if it's 20 minutes, praise the Lord. Set the alarm clock early. Take the time. As your roots sink in to Christ, you'll be watered, you'll absorb God, and you will prosper. How about that? But it does take time. We need to have some morning time with Jesus. And you know what? How about some evening time? How about some, uh, how about some time right before sleep, huh? That's, not, not, that's all right. You just, you know, shut down Snapchat. Just, you know, just, just over that Bible app. You know what I mean? Or, whew, here's real radical. Get out the black and white paper. Uh, you know, the Bible that's like actually a book. I know that's crazy. Just, you know. Okay, let's go to blessing number three. Ready, go. Let's read it. Okay, let's try it again. 2 Timothy 3.16. Ready, go. Because the Bible is God-breathed. That's the literal interpretation. Some Bibles will say divinely inspired. That's true. It's divinely inspired. But literally, it's God-breathed. Because the Bible is God-breathed, it has God's breath, it has God's element in it. That Bible has been breathed out by God, and because it came forth from Him, it has His element. God's breath is His Spirit. Actually, in the Old Testament, breath, wind, spirit, actually from the same word. That Scripture... That black and white, it contains the Spirit of God. God is in there. The breath of God, the Spirit of God is in there. So it's, it's basically like this. It's like God did this. Bible. Okay, and because God did, you know what we need to do? That's what we need to do. I'm serious. I've, I've, got a, I've got a blessing to tell you about, and it's for you to inhale God in the Word of God. That thing is not just for study. It's for breathing. Let's read John 20, 22. Ready, go. Okay, do you think that was a suggestion? Was that a recommendation? Hey, just, you know, five-star recommendation here. You should, you should probably think about maybe receiving the Holy Spirit, maybe. If you're comfortable with that. And it doesn't, you know, go against how you're feeling right now. <coughs> I, hey, praise the Lord that uh, God makes some commands. And one of His commands is receive the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm going to say receive the Holy Spirit. You say amen. Receive the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
Amen? Amen. You know, God tells us a few things we have to do. He says, love the Lord your God with everything you got. Here's another one. Receive the Holy Spirit. Brothers and sisters, we need to be those who say yes to the commands of Jesus Christ. Receive the Holy Spirit. You know what, you know what, um, you know what's like on God's agenda for you to do? Like when you wake up, like let's just say alarm goes off, wake up, check the God's to-do list. You know what's number one? Receive the Holy Spirit. And then tomorrow you wake up, you're gonna check it. Receive the Holy Spirit. Ain't nothing changed. That's number one. That... Receive the Holy Spirit. Steady, always. So you know what we can do? Here's the application. When you do that, when you wake up, you... oh yeah, still the same. Receive the Holy Spirit. Here's what you can do. You can go get your Bible, open it up, and then get this. This is radical. But remember this for the rest of your life. You pray over what you read there. And when you pray over it, it's not just like, I'm just talking in the air and hopefully big guy hears me. It's not that. What it is, is you're doing this. That's what's happening. God has done this. And when you pray over the word of God, when you pray over what you find there, there's going to be some stuff on it, about it, in our ministry reading. When you pray over what you find there, I'm going to tell you what, you are breathing in Jesus Christ. I met the brothers when I was in college, and they taught me how to inhale God. They taught me how to pray over the Word. And I'm going to tell you, it changed my life. I am full of air. Divine air. Some people say I got the happy gene. Maybe I do got the happy gene, but I want to tell you, some of that happy gene has been filled with divine breath. (laughs) Praise God, I met the brothers, and they taught me how to inhale God. Brothers and sisters, if this is not your case, if this is not your case, time to learn. Time to pick it up. Why, why, Why go on like playing the Christian like facade thing, you're not enjoying it, it's no fun, I'm just doing it because I'm supposed to. Breathe God. Breathe God. It's, it's, it's awesome. I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't awesome. Okay, let's keep going. Blessing number four. Let's read it. Ready, go. This is the highest blessing. It's God himself as our portion. Say highest. highest. Best. Numero uno. Numero uno. See, Espanol. <laughs> Enjoying God is our portion. Let's read Psalm 73, 26. Ready, go. Has your flesh and your heart ever failed? If it hasn't, just wait about five minutes. Okay. Oh, my flesh and my heart fail. I'm whack. I'm awful. Ah. But, but, but God. But God is the rock of my heart and my portion forever. Come on now, forever. God is the rock of my heart and my portion forever. For God to be your portion, what that means is He is your satisfaction, He's your joy. 
He's your pleasure. Circle it. Write it down. Do whatever you have to do to remember that. For God to be your portion, what that means is He's your joy. He's your satisfaction. He's your pleasure. He's your entertainment. You think Netflix got something on Jehovah? I doubt it. I doubt it. Otherwise, I'd be Netflix and chill tonight instead of being here. Do, do you think, do you think, don't be deceived, don't be deceived. Do you think anything is more entertaining than Jehovah as your portion forever? Think about it. Think about it. You know, you know what, you know what Satan's doing 24-7, 24-7, round the clock, 365 days a year. You know what he's doing? He's intending to distract, to distract people from God as their portion. He's intending to cheat man from the highest blessing in the universe. And you know what? It's so easy. So easy. You know, you know I, I, I was convicted by this. I was convicted by this. You know what the first thing I think about doing whenever there's any kind of lull in my day it definitely, it is not prayer. Lord Jesus, forgive me. You know what it is? Phone. And I'm checking my update, you know, with that article or that, that new video. It'd be so easy. I'm not saying get rid of your phone, but do you see what I'm saying? So easy as technology in all its benefits has, guess what? The distraction. The distraction. Brothers and sisters, I'm saying this to you, and the Lord knows I'm saying it to myself. There is nothing better than God as our portion. Amen. Not one thing. Let's read Psalm 34, 8 together. Ready, go. Have you done that? Well, about five of us. Cool. I mean, we've got a little ways to go. Taste and see that Jehovah is good. You need to taste. Don't knock it till you try it now. Taste and see that Jehovah is good. If you think that all this God stuff just kind of... You haven't tasted. I'm telling you because I done tasted. Taste and see that Jehovah is good. Well, I mean, how do you do that? I don't know how you do that. I'm going to help you with how you do that. Actually, the Bible is. Let's read Psalm 119, 103. Ready, go. Taste and see that Jehovah is good. How sweet are your words to my taste. Uh-huh. See? You see that connection there? The ecologist for abstract, constructive, critical thinking. Okay? We combine these verses. How do we taste? The words. The words. How sweet are thy words to my taste. I got another quote for you. God can be our portion because in the word, by the word, and through the word, he is real, present, practical, enjoyable, and available. I'm going to read it again. Feel free to say a whole lot of amens. God can be our portion because in the word, by the word, through the word, he is real, Amen. present, Amen. practical, and enjoyable, Amen. 
and available. Brothers and sisters, do not kid yourself. Don't kid yourself. If you want God to be real to you, if you want Him to be present, practical to you, satisfying to you, enjoyable to you, you've got to open the words. You have to be in the words. You never have to wonder. You just be in the Word. I want you to think about this. The full-timers that you spend time with, a.k.a. our staff members, what they're really called are full-timers because they spend their full time enjoying God and dispensing God. The full-timer you spend time with, I want you to ask, I want you to just think about this. Think about it. Why are they with you? Why do they spend time with you? Why are they here? Because they couldn't get, couldn't get a real job? or you know, Sometimes I have to explain that to people. They're kind of like, yeah, cool, man, great to me. So, like, what do you do? <laughs> and I'm like, well, I mean, th- this, man. They're like, oh, wait, like, oh, oh. oh. Some of you may get to experience that someday. Some of you may get to experience that someday. Why, why, are they, why, why are they here? Why are they so interested in you? I want to tell you what. I know I can speak for myself, and I think I can speak for a lot of others. If God didn't have mercy... And if this weren't the most enjoyable thing on earth, I wouldn't be here. I'm going to tell you what, I'm, I'm definitely not the smartest. I'm not the most moral. I'm a whole mess. I'm a big mess. But I like to have a good time. I'm going to tell you that. I like to have a good time. I'm going to be where the best time is being had. Yeah. Brothers and sisters, That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. I'm going to tell you what. There's nothing better than God is our portion. Nothing. Let's go to number five. Blessing number five. Let's read it. Ready, go. Number six, 24 through 26. Read it. Ready, go. Okay, when you come to the Bible, when you open the leather covers, or I guess be on the app, when you come to the Bible, do you have the realization, I'm coming to a person? I'm not just coming to a uh, most reliable of historical records. I'm not just coming to a Greek and Hebrew uh, literary um, Fossil. Do you have a realization when you open the Bible, you're coming to a person? You know, in, in, in this verse here, Jehovah bless you and keep you. Jehovah make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you. Jehovah lift up his countenance upon you. 
You know, when you have a person's face and you have their countenance, when you have that, that's related to an intimate contact with a person. You know, when you walk on a street, most of the time you avoid making eye contact with people. If you were to walk on the street and make eye contact with every person that you walked by, most of the time they would. <laughs> Why? Because that's related to an intimate contact. When you consider and examine and you look to see about someone's countenance, that's related to an intimate contact. So you have to think, when I come to the Word, what am I coming to? Am I checking off? Am I, check, am I boosting my spiritual resume? Am I, and not that there's anything wrong with having a spiritual resume. That was awesome in that video, Keha, by the way. <laughs> are you checking the box? Are, are, you, are you just, I mean, this is what a good guy does. I'm a good guy. Get the reading done. Full-timer's going to ask me about it later. <laughs> okay, done. Yes. Or, are you coming to a person? Are you coming to a person with a face and a countenance? Are you intimately seeking contact with that person? The psalmists, as loving seekers, they cried out to God for the shining of His face and the lifting up of His countenance upon them. There's actually one verse, I didn't have enough room to include it on the sheet, but it actually said God's countenance was their salvation. I know I may shock you with this, but believe it or not, me and my wife Joanna have gotten into an argument before. It happened once, okay? <laughs> one time, one time, okay? Other than that, perfect record, okay? It happened one time. It was a long time ago. Of course, it was her fault, but... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You know, let's just say, let's just say, not that it ever actually happens, but let's just say me and my wife were to get into an argument, okay? Uh, maybe some heated words are exchanged. Maybe some feelings come out. Maybe things are flustered. Then after a while, we'll just, you know, just forget about it. Let's just, let's just move on. Okay, you can say, yeah, it's cool, whatever. I mean, let's just move on. You can say that. But the face... And the countenance may say something else. Oh, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, whatever. Let's just, you know. But what about the countenance? Sometimes everything is in the countenance. Everything. Or, I mean, just, I mean, can I just get some eye contact? Let me just, you know, I mean. Yeah, everything's fine. Um, I don't want to look at you, though. <laughs> everything's not fine. Everything's not fine. If wifey is not wanting to make eye contact, if the countenance is saying something else, then the words are saying something wrong. Something wrong. In the Word of God, if you come as a loving seeker, when you come to the Word of God, you know what you'll find there? You'll find a person. You'll find a person whose face shines upon you. You'll find a person whose countenance is lifted up on you.
that sound like a blessing you want? Brothers and sisters, light becoming life. Amen? Amen. Watered, rooted, and absorbing God. Amen? Amen. Inhaling God. Mm. Having God, enjoying God as our portion. And enjoying the shining of His face and the lifting up of His countenance. These are the blessings in the Word of God. And when we come as a loving seeker, we enjoy them to the full. Okay, what we'll do now is we're going to break up in our small groups. There's some little ministry reading papers that are passed out. Let's break up. Let's read those. Talk about them. Fellowship about them. Then we'll all come back together.